Well, good morning, Adventure family. Uh, how many of you who graduate, who have graduated, how many of you remember that season of your life? How many of you remember it being super scary and super intimidating? And how many of you survived? How many of you did not survive? Okay, so graduates, you're going to be okay. I know it's scary. Uh, One of my classes, we were talking about um, change, and apparently only 3% of the population enjoys change. I happen to be one of those. Um, 80% of all people hate change, despise change, and 20% of all people will not change even if it's a good, positive change, Chase. So anyway, (laughs) I sure, oh man, I love those. Every single person that was up here, it's crazy. I love almost every one of them. (laughs) Just kidding. I love every one of them. Oh my goodness, today, today, today. We are, first of all, I want to welcome those of you who are joining us online, those of you who are here for the first time. Um, I'm going to try to get you up to speed. I just want to give a little bit of a disclaimer. Today's message is pretty heavy. So just wanted to let you know. Um, it's, it's from the Word of God, and it's true, but it'll, it'll probably kind of impact you. Anyway, so what we're doing now is we're going through a series called Credo, which is the Latin word for I believe. So what we're talking about is our basic fundamental beliefs, and we're going through each and every one of them. Uh, We're taking one week for each one of, of our values, not only of our values as a church family, but also of our denomination. So we are actually in a denomination which is called Foursquare. It's actually interdenominational, so we're not exclusive. We don't think we're we have it all right. And how many of you know when when we get to heaven, there's going to be some surprises. You're going to be like, "You're here," <laughs> um, but there won't be any sorrow or sighing. So, so if you have enemies, they probably won't be there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They might be. They probably will. You might not, but they will. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on one. Okay, so we are talking about our fundamental beliefs. Foursquare stands for Jesus the Savior, Jesus the Healer, Jesus the Baptizer with the Holy Spirit, and Jesus the soon coming King. So today, what we're going to be talking about is Jesus the Healer, not like the dog not H-E-E-L, it's healer. He is the one who heals us. So some of you already are shut down. You're like, "Eh, here she goes. I just want to tell you, please keep an open heart. Keep an open mind. Let the Holy Spirit come in and maybe do some work in your heart in this area. I know that this can be a super painful area for some people. This can be an area where people have been disappointed and frustrated and confused and hurt. But I'm going to try to walk you through what I believe the Bible has to say about this. So the name of the message is Jesus Heals, because that's ultimately what what my premise is. Um, I started to notice, as I was studying, I started to notice some links 
to certain principles. The first one being, there is a link to healing and obedience. In other words, if you're walking in in known sin, if, if you claim to be a Christian, you claim to, to know Jesus as your personal Savior, and yet you're walking in some area where you absolutely know that you're biffing it, you know that you're in sin, don't ask God to heal you. Thanks. That was harsh. Exodus 15, 26. I, I thought about kind of walking you through the whole, like the whole sequence throughout the, the Old and New Testament, starting with, you know, what does the Bible have to say about healing in the Old Testament? And then I thought, you know, and then get to the healing ministry of Jesus, which incidentally, there are 41 incidents of Jesus healing in the Gospels. 41, if you include raising people from the dead, which how many of you say that's pretty, that's, that's healing, and casting demons out of people. How many of you say that's probably a pretty good healing too? So Jesus healed, it, it says, the, the stories are 41. So, and then there's all kinds of things. It, it, the Bible talks about healing over 140 times. So it is a big deal. I'm going to tell you a lot of stories today. Um, I, I, I decided I can't go into so much detail with each and every one of these passages, but I'm going to read you a lot of different scriptures. So please, again, I just want to ask you to keep your heart open, keep your mind open to really allow the Lord to come and speak to you. Exodus 15, 26, it says, he said, Moses, if you carefully obey, I want you to hear this, if you carefully obey the Lord your God, if you do what is right in his sight, pay attention to his commands, and keep all his statutes, sounds like obedience, yes, it says, I will not inflict any illness on you that I inflicted on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Can you say that with me? I am the Lord who heals you. So sometimes there's a lot of lies that float around about healing, and I'm hoping today to be able to dispel some. There are also excesses. There are those who believe that healing passed away in the, in the first century church. They're called cessationists. They believe that, that Jesus doesn't do healing anymore that people can't lay hands on sick and people... I can't build a a biblical case for this. I'm just telling you, there are people out there who do believe this. On the other hand, there are those who are so extreme that they will say that if you don't get healed, it's your fault. They'll say, well, you don't have enough faith. Or they'll say, well, you have unconfessed sin. It's kind of like Job's friends, you know? They're sitting there accusing when they don't really know what's going on. Now, it is possible, there was a time in my life where I was in sin, and I went and confessed it to my friend. I was sinning against my husband, and I went and confessed it to a friend of mine, and she said, you need to confess this to your husband. And so I gave her the Christian answer, which is, I'll pray about it. Which is really just Christianese for saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay? Anyway, that was on a Sunday morning. After church that day, I started to get sick. 
and I got increasingly more and more sick until I was eventually, I was in bed on Tuesday evening. I was so sick, I couldn't even get out of bed, and I, I don't even know what it was. I didn't have a fever. I didn't have a sore throat or anything. I just, literally, it was like all of my strength was gone. I couldn't even get out of bed. And my husband came and asked me if there's anything he could do for me, and I knew, I knew the Holy Spirit was saying, you need to get this in the light. You need to... You need to tell him the truth. So I did. I confessed to him, and he immediately forgave me, and I was instantaneously healed. Instantaneously. And so I just want to say, that, doesn't, that story doesn't make me look that great, but it does make Jesus look great. Yeah? yeah? yeah. And that's what this is about. <clears throat> I was instantly healed. So I do want to say... For those who are on the extreme who say that if you don't get healed, it's your fault, it might be your fault. I mean, you might have sin in your life that God won't put sin on you. I mean, sin. God won't put sickness on you, but he will, he will permit it. He will allow it. If you know Jesus, if you're in sin, just stop it, okay? Matthew 13 It says, this people's heart has grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing. This is Jesus talking now, meek and mild Jesus. But this is Jesus saying this. It says, they've shut their eyes. Otherwise, otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn back, which means to repent. It says, and, can you read this with me? I would heal them. Jesus is saying here, if only you would open your heart up, I would heal you. If only you would believe, and if you would trust me, I would heal. Isn't that good news? Jesus heals. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, I am not on this side over here that believes that it passed away. I believe Jesus still heals today, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to prove that to you. Um, there's a story about a guy named Naaman in 2 Kings 5, and he wants to get healed. He has leprosy. He wants to get healed, and the prophet tells him, hey, you need to just go down to this river and do this and whatever, and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. He's like, he didn't, he didn't want that kind of healing. He wanted it his own way. He just was stubborn. But eventually he does. He listens, and he goes, and he gets healed, and it says that his skin was like a little boy's. And sometimes there's some weird thing that the Holy Spirit might ask, be asking you to do, and you don't understand it. But if you're pretty convinced, you can back it up with this, and you, and you, and you have people that you trust that can speak into your life spiritually, maybe you need to do some weird thing, too, that Jesus is asking of you so that you can be healed, so that you can be delivered and set free. I found another link. So obedience is linked to healing. Also, forgiveness is linked to healing. Psalm 103, verse 2. This is one of the most popular verses about healing. It says, my soul, bless the Lord. So you're supposed to command your soul. Sometimes you don't feel like blessing the Lord, right? Isn't that true? Sometimes you're like, I don't feel like praising God. I'm mad. Anybody else? Just me. Yeah. It says, My soul, bless the Lord. Command your soul to bless the Lord. It says, and do not forget all his benefits. 
some of his benefits. It says, he forgives all your iniquity. Wow. He forgives all. And he heals all your diseases. I'm going to make a case for this later. But if healing passed away in the first century, then so did forgiveness, according to this verse. This is saying Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has always been our healer. Proverbs 3, 7, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It says, this will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. Sometimes our our own sin can make us sick. If you read Psalm 32, it talks about it. It says, you know, my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer, but then I confessed my sin and I got healed. Sometimes it is on us. I'm not saying it always is, and I will show you that later. Um, Isaiah 53, it says, he, Jesus, this is a prophecy talking about the coming of Christ. It says, he bore our sicknesses like that. And he carried our pains. But, but we, in turn, regarded him as stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But here, this is talking about Jesus. He was pierced for our transgressions because of our rebellion. He was crushed because of our iniquities, because of our sins. It says, the punishment for our peace was upon him. And we are healed by his wounds. We are healed by his wounds. Later on, we're going to see in 1 Peter, it says, you were already healed. Um, Another link that I found to healing, now this is where it gets sketchy. This is kind of where it gets a little slippery. Faith. Faith has to do with healing. And I'm I'm going to try to show you this, but I want to say on this excess, this extreme over here where people are like, you need to have more faith. The reason you're not healed is because you don't have enough faith. Well, that's putting faith in your faith, which is dumb. What you do is you put your faith in Jesus, who is the healer, and you trust him. You don't put your faith in yourself. I, I, I was telling the story earlier. Um, there's a, there was a friend of ours who went to prison. And um, while he was in prison, they did like these church services. And at the end of the service, they would serve donuts. So my friend just liked donuts. So he went to the service. And so he had to hear about Jesus and all that stuff so that he could get a donut. Well, he eventually ended up believing in Jesus. He ended up becoming a Christian. Well, during this time, there was this whole faith healing movement going on. And I mean, there was all these people that, and it was coming out, you know, on, on these news programs that, that like they would have people planted in the audience and they would feign some kind of illness and then they would act like they got healed. And it was all just such a crock. And there was, there was so much suspicion and mistrust But there were also those who were still preaching that message that you need to have more faith. So he had one of his prisoner friends told him about this, and he said, you don't need to wear glasses anymore. And so the guy's like, well, what do you mean I don't need to wear glasses? He goes, if you just have faith, God's going to heal your eyesight. And so this guy's like, awesome. And so he says, just take your glasses And I want you to believe, 
Just believe that God's going to heal your eyesight. And as soon as you have enough faith, crack your glasses. And so that's what my friend, he's like, God, I just pray you'd heal my eyesight. And he's waiting. And he had enough faith, cracked his glasses. So for the next three months, he walked around with duct tape wrapped around his glasses. He put his faith in his own faith. That God didn't tell him to break his glasses. By the way, this is just a little aside, and this is free. Don't blame God for stupid stuff that you do. <laughs> Elbow your neighbor and tell him, she's talking to you. Um, the Bible says that the Hebrew, I saw some elbows flying. Um, the Hebrew word for healer is Jehovah Rapha. It means the God who heals. We believe that there is a God who heals. Um, where was I? Okay. Oh, faith. That's what I'm talking about. I offended them. Um, Matthew 17, 17, Jesus replied. Okay, so what had happened was there was this guy who had a demon, and Jesus's disciples went, and they were going to try to cast the demon out, and they couldn't. And so imagine, now put yourself in the place of these disciples. Jesus has told you, I've given you all authority. You can do these things. You can cast out demons. You can do these things. So they go and then they try it and nothing happens. And so it says here, Jesus replied, you unbelieving and perverse generation. (laughs) It's like, come on, guys. How long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Basically, I mean, Jesus was saying in a nice way, you guys are idiots, I mean, it was, nice. it was a nice way to say it, but he says, bring him here to me. And it says, and then Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And from that moment, the boy was healed. It says, then the disciples approached Jesus privately, and they're like, what happened? They're like, why couldn't we drive it out? And what does Jesus answer? Because of your little faith because they legitimately didn't believe it enough. You know, it says in Hebrews, this is one of my favorite passages, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For you must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So what I want to challenge you today, if you're struggling in this area, you're struggling to really believe that Jesus is a healer, that he's still Be like the guy who said, Lord, I I believe, help my unbelief. Can you just whisper that to the Lord if you need that? If if you've maybe you've been disappointed in the past. Someone you prayed for didn't get healed. Or maybe they died. Or maybe you're sick yourself, and we have so many right now that are so sick. We have so many cases. And we're going to, at the end of our service today, we're going to pray for people to get healed. So just invite the Lord to change your heart and to change your mind, okay? Um, Jesus says, I truly tell you, this is um, verse 20. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, which is like about the size of the head of a pin, it says, if you will tell a mountain Move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing. This is saying Jesus does heal. But he is 
he does invite us to participate by believing that he wants to. Because Jesus is not happy about us being sick. It's not like it gives God some great pleasure because it says he's a God of compassion. Okay? Are you guys okay? Are you okay? Yes. Okay. You know, there's more than just physical healing. There's also emotional healing. Emotional healing is a little harder to identify, but I just want to tell you we're going to start some courses that are going to deal with emotional healing. We're going to, we're going to be talking about trauma. We're going to be talking about just um, getting set free, deliverance. Um, because I know that, you know, you can walk around and look perfectly fine on the outside, but be so broken on the inside. And Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to bind up our wounds. And sometimes it is, it's, it's emotional wounds. It's trauma from the past. It's betrayal. It's violation. It's rejection. It's abandonment. All these things that hold us back. And Jesus wants to set us free, and he wants to bring healing. Oftentimes with emotional healing, it's not instantaneous. Sometimes it is. I've had both in my life. I've had times where I've had to fast and pray literally for years. I didn't fast the whole time, but I would fast intermittently. But there are times where you fast and you pray and you cry out for freedom. You cry out for deliverance, and it happens. But other times, sometimes, sometimes you have to contend for a long time. But we're going to be believing today that Jesus wants to heal. Amen? Um, there's another story where Jesus says to this woman who's been healed, he says, or he says, daughter, this is in Mark 5, 34. It says, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. So now if Jesus doesn't still heal today, or if it has nothing to do with faith, why would he say this? Why would Jesus say, your faith has healed you? He's not saying she put her faith in her faith. He's saying she believed that he wanted to heal her. I know that this can get confusing and disappointing. But I want to tell you a story about a, a, a friend of mine. I used to give um, vocal lessons, and I had this student, and her name was Candy, and she had lupus, and her lupus got increasingly worse throughout the months until she eventually was at the point where she had to lay on the ground just to do a voice lesson because she was so weak and so sick. And most of her hair fell out. She was having all kinds of problems with her teeth and her gums. She was getting extensive dental work done. Um, she stopped having her feminine cycle, completely stopped. And one day she was watching some, um, some pastor on TV, and it was where you call in and you tell them what you need prayer for, and, and then they pray for you over the air. Now, I know there's a lot of weirdos that have been on TV, and I'm not advocating for all of them, but this one particular one was super solid, very biblically-based, so she picks up her phone to call them to ask for prayer. And as she is waiting for the phone to ring, 
The pastor on TV says there's someone and you have lupus and you've gotten to the point where you are so weak, you can barely get out of bed. You've lost your head. I mean, he started like, she dropped her phone. He said, get on your knees. He said, your healing is going to come gradually. He said, but you are healed today, right now. Woo! So, yeah, you can go, yeah, well, maybe, maybe she was healed. Yes, she was healed. In fact, throughout the months, she went to her, back to her dentist where they had done all these x-rays and everything, and the, and the dental assistant came in and she goes, I, I'm so confused. I have your x-rays here, but these aren't your teeth. She was at the point where she'd have to get antibiotics before she'd even have work done on her mouth. And all of a sudden, it was like all these things got healed. She went to her hairdresser a few months later. Her hairdresser's like, what happened? Her hair started to grow back. I mean, there were all of these physical evidences. And finally, some of you ladies won't think this is a blessing. You'll think this is more of a curse. (laughs) But she got her period back. Tell me Jesus doesn't heal. And it happened gradually, but she was completely healed. Jesus heals. Jesus still heals today. You know, I've had meningitis three times. My mom always used to tell me I was one in a million. I was kind of hoping it was for something else, but I, I was a freak show because you're not supposed to get meningitis more than once. But I got it three times. Freak show. I'm an overachiever. So... I remember the last time that I got it, so many people would shame me, and so many people would accuse me, and so many people would, what, what I call blaming the victim. You know what I mean? Like, they come to me, well, the reason you're sick is because you don't eat healthy enough, or you have unconfessed sin, or whatever. If you're one of those people that's always trying to fix people that are sick, please stop it. Please don't. Have compassion. If someone's already suffering, please don't add to their suffering with your accusations and your suspicions and all of that. Just love them. Just be merciful to them. Ask them how you can serve them. Ask them if there's something, if you you can bring a meal or whatever, but please don't blame the victim. Trust that if it is some kind of sin in their life, the Holy Spirit is able to, to work with them. But please be gracious and compassionate to people. In Matthew 8, verse 13, um, there was a centurion, and he came and he said, Jesus, my servant is sick. Can you please heal him? And Jesus says, go. As you have believed, let it be done for you. And his servant was healed at that very moment. Jesus didn't even have to go to the guy's house. He was healed at that very moment. But it says, as you have believed. So again, I want to challenge you. Invite the Holy Spirit to expand your faith. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Increase my faith. You know, you can ask the Lord for that. You can ask him to to increase your faith. We were in Holland um, on a short-term mission. And, you know, it says in 1 Corinthians 12 that there are gifts of healing. It's plural. It's in the plural form. There's not like the spiritual gift of healing. It's gifts. So I believe that people will have a specific type of healing that they do. 
I mean, I've known people that had a specific healing to lay hands on blind people and they received their sight. I've known people that have specific gifts to pray for those who have cancer and they get healed. Well, there was one guy in particular in Holland. Now, this is really weird, but his spiritual gift of healing was he would pray for people who had one leg shorter than the other and their leg would grow. How weird and specific is that? And how did he discover that? I do not know. But he, had, he said that. There was a girl there. Now, I, for all you skeptics, just listen to the end of this story. So there was a girl there who had chronic back problems. She had been to doctor after doctor after doctor. She was on our short-term mission with us. And this guy goes, this is weird, but I have the gift of people having one of their limbs grow out. And I can, I can testify that Ira, Pastor Ira, and my husband were there, and they watched as this guy prayed for this girl who had one leg shorter than the other, and they watched her leg grow. For those of you who are skeptical, then she went back to California, went to her doctor, and they retook x-rays, and her back was completely healed. So not only did her one leg grow up, but her back was completely healed. Jesus heals. Amen? Jesus heals. James 5.13, is any among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is any among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will heal sick, a sick person and the Lord will raise him up. This is basically my message in one passage. It says here, if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. We have a, another story. Um, some of you may know this story. Um, the, the first guy to ever come to Christ in this church, his name is Chris, and he and his lovely wife, Amy, um, had a little boy, had a little girl, and then had a little boy, and they were at my house. Um, Amy and her kids were at my house one day, and um, the little boy went back behind the house, and um, all of a sudden he came out from behind the corner, and he was just screaming. He was absolutely screaming, and we thought maybe he got stung by a bee or something, but he was two, so he didn't have the verbal skills to tell us, but all of a sudden he started like frothing at the mouth with like this brown, like bubbly substance he had seen a container of hydrochloric acid and the hose broke and he took a sip of it and it seared his entire esophagus and all through his digestive system. He was in intensive care. They gave him, I think it was a 1 in 15 chance of surviving. And they said, even if he did survive, he would probably have to have a feeding tube for the rest of his life. This was a horrible, horrible, horrible time. And you know, his dad said something so profound. He said, everybody wants a miracle, but nobody wants to need a miracle. 
Isn't that so true? They needed a miracle. And this church came together and fasted and prayed and cried out to God and prayed and cried out to God and prayed and laid hands on him and he got healed. He got completely healed. This boy who was supposed to die or was supposed to be on a healing tube, our God heals. Our God is a healer. Let me ask you this, though. What about when he doesn't? What about when you fasted? You prayed. You cried out. About those times? Is God wrong? Is he not a healer? Are you wrong? Are you not supposed to believe that he can heal? You know, this is one of those areas where people get so confused and hurt and disappointed and angry with the Lord. I've shared with you some stories of when God healed, but what about those times when he didn't? What about when he doesn't? There's an evangelist named Reinhard Bonnke, and he went to Africa, and he saw hundreds of thousands of Africans come to Christ. Incidentally, he also had a gift of healing, but that wasn't his focus. His focus was on seeing people get set free and come to Christ. And and he was more concerned about their eternal salvation than he was about healing. Well, there was a group of Muslims that came to one of his um, outreaches, and they had a friend who needed to be healed. And these, I think it was, I think the guy was deaf. He was completely deaf. And so these Muslims came, but they each had a rock in their hands. Because if, if he did not get healed, they were going to start chucking these rocks at Reinhard Bonnke. And so this man came up to Reinhard Bonnke. He received his hearing completely received his hearing, and people said you could see these Muslims just dropping their rocks, and they all eventually ended up coming to Christ. Amen? So Reinhard Bonnke, someone asked him about that later. They're like, wow, that's, that's amazing. That's incredible. Now, again, he did not want healing to be the whole point. He wanted people to come to Christ. So they asked Reinhard Bonnke, they said, so what, what's with that? Like, you know, What's with the, the whole healing thing? And he goes, you know what? It's so funny. He goes, because for every healing that there is, he goes, I could have been stoned for a thousand that weren't healed. And I don't mean stoned like getting high. I'm talking about people throwing rocks at you that are Muslim because they don't believe. He said, one in a thousand get healed. So why? If we have all these verses that say, I heal you of all your diseases. I am the God who heals you. I will bind up your wounds. What's up with this? Are you guys wondering this? I can tell you so many stories. There was a girl, a little girl in our church in California. Um, Her parents were infertile for several years. They finally adopted a baby. And, of course, as is often the case, they adopted a baby and found out they were pregnant. So they had these kids that were eight months apart, and then 17 months later, they had this little girl. Her name was Adela, and she was precious. 
One day, Adela was just doing somersaults in the living room, and she did a somersault and went into a coma. And they rushed her to the hospital. And my husband and my pastor and I went and we cried out to the Lord. We begged the Lord. We went into the little prayer chapel in the hospital and we begged God to heal Adela. We said, Lord, how, how much glory would you get if she got healed? This would be so amazing, Lord. Use this situation, God. Be glorified in this situation. And you know what? Adela died. It wrecked us. We were wrecked. It was so confusing. We didn't understand. God, why? Why didn't you heal Adela? There's another story that hits a little closer to home, and I apologize if it's too much, but this is real life, right, guys? You know, death is just, an, just as natural as birth, but we sure don't like them the same. There's a girl in our church. Do I have permission? Are you okay? 12-year-old girl got hit by a car. And we fasted and prayed and cried out and worshiped and fasted and prayed some more and prayed and believed. We believed that Jesus was going to heal her. We really, really believed it. And she didn't live. It was really confusing for so many people. She didn't survive. And we actually had people come to us and tell us that the the reason that she didn't live was because we didn't have enough faith. And I asked this person, I said, so that makes us sovereign? So we're the ones who get to determine? See, because the Bible says our lives are but a vapor. It says if, if someone lives to be 102, their life is called a vapor. If someone lives to be 12 months old, their life is a vapor. In the scheme of eternity, it's the same. It looks the same. But we don't like to think of it that way. We think of it in human terms. And the thing is, I don't know why the Lord took her. I don't understand it. And I've had people come to me and say, why didn't God heal your husband? For those of you who don't know, my husband passed away five years ago unexpectedly. And we prayed, and we fasted, and we believed, and we cried out. And we had a worship service here on the Wednesday night. So he went into the hospital on Tuesday, and then Wednesday night we had a worship service, and our whole church prayed and believed, and we were going to have this testimony of God's healing power and what God was going to do through this. It was going to be so epic. But he didn't live. He's with the Lord now. So what I want to say, Jeremiah 17, 12 says, Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved, for you are my praise. I truly believe my, my son was diagnosed with diabetes when he was 11 years old, and 
he told me, he goes, you know, there's three kinds of healing. This is an 11-year-old. He said there's divine healing where Jesus just heals people. And he said sometimes there's healing through medicine. Yes? God gives doctors great intelligence to know. But then ultimately, there's the truest form of healing, which is when Jesus takes them home to be with him. And statistics have shown that 100% of all people who are born die. The ratio is one to one. If you're born, you will die, with very few exceptions. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, so obviously Jesus doesn't heal every single time or else the world would be legitimately overpopulated. <laughs> it would be so packed full of people. Sometimes Jesus heals the way we ask him to. Sometimes it's a divine healing. Sometimes he uses medicine, and sometimes he says, I'm going to heal him ultimately and take him to be with me. But I want to ask you this, as I've challenged you to invite the Spirit of the Lord to change your heart and your mind about healing, and maybe to bring, to bring some clarity to you, maybe to bring some healing to some disappointment that you may have concerning this issue. And this is, what, this is what I've been asking the Lord to do, is to bring clarity, to bring faith, to increase our faith. Matthew 4.23, Jesus began to go all over Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness among the people. 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his wounds you have been healed. So here's my question for you. Can you believe again that Jesus can heal even if you've been disappointed in the past? Can you invite the Lord to, to increase your faith? Can you believe again, but yet can you be okay with however Jesus heals that person? Can you do that? I believe you can. I believe it's a supernatural thing. I believe it has to be the, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know Jesus, um, today's the day to get your ultimate healing, to get your spiritual healing to be born again so that you can spend eternity with God. But I, I know there's a lot of confusion around this issue. Maybe you're a person and, and you've been sick for years. You've been chronically ill. You don't get it. You don't understand. You're wondering, God, have you forgotten me? Or maybe you prayed for someone else and they didn't make it. Maybe they died. But can you believe again? And can you be okay with the results? Can you? Would you stand with me while I pray? I know this is a really heavy message, but this is real life. It is real life. I'm going to pray for a few different groups of you, and I just want you to, to know that we're going to have people up front. If you need healing in any way, whether it's physical healing, 
whether it's emotional healing, whether it's spiritual healing, whether it's healing because of the subject of healing. (laughs) We want to invite you to come forward and we want to pray with you that God could expand your faith, that you could believe again, but that you could be okay with whatever God chooses to do, knowing that he is good, knowing that he is sovereign, knowing that he is God, and he knows better than you. He knows better than you. He knows better than me. He's God Almighty. So I'm going to pray for those different groups. But please come forward. We have people that will be here to pray with you. Or if you want to pray with the people that you came here with, Please just um, invite the Lord to change you concerning this. Invite him to heal you. So, Lord, we come before you, God. We do surrender. Lord, we want to know you more. Lord, we want to surrender to you, to your will, and to your way. And we just say, Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. Help our unbelief, Jesus. God, we've seen instances where people didn't get healed, Lord. We don't get it. We don't understand. But Lord, we ask that you would increase our faith. Lord, increase our trust in you, in your goodness, and in your kindness, in your compassion. Lord, and I I do pray that for those who are physically sick, whether you're online or whether you're here with us, whatever it is. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus, pour out your healing, Lord God. We ask, heal people today. God of all grace and mercy and compassion, Lord, it is by grace we're saved. It is also by grace we're healed. God, pour out your grace. Pour out your mercy. Bring healing in this place. Bring healing to those who are sick. Lord, bring healing to those who are emotionally broken, who are traumatized. Jesus, bring spiritual healing to those who don't know you. Lord, I pray that today you would open their eyes, open their ears, Lord, that they would see who you are, that you are the Savior, you are the healer. Lord, you went to the cross for their sins so that they can be forgiven. Lord, I pray, pour out your spirit. Pour out a spirit of forgiveness, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I want to pray for those who have been hurt. God, they have cried out to you. They have believed you. They have trusted you. They they really were sincere. And you didn't heal, Lord, the way that they asked. Lord, I just ask that you would please help them to believe again. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus, you would give them faith, Lord. Give them faith to believe again, to trust again, to know that you are kind and compassionate and merciful and gracious. And Jesus, that you are a healer. God, we cry out. We cry out and we thank you, Lord, that you are good. We bless you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you need healing um, and you didn't want to come forward for whatever reason, that's fine. But we are here. We are available. We want to be able to pray with you. If you're joining online, please, we want to be able to pray with you and for you. And we just, um, we believe that Jesus is good. Amen. Can you believe again? Can you believe again? Can you believe again? Can you be okay with the results? Amen. Amen. God bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you and be gracious 
look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. See you next week.